Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Lit to Lens podcast, a safe place for those who like the movie better than the book. Um, this is our introduction episode to our 10th season. That's right, it's our 10th season for those listening. Uh, we've been here for a while, so don't forget it. Um, so this season we're going to be discussing more Oscar bait for the 2022 award season. Um, and with me to talk about the episode is the ever-present Tom Holland enthusiast and jacket thief himself, Mr. Eric, say hello to the people. E. Hello, people. You know who's not Oscar bait, Will, is Tom Holland. That's Anything true. he does, the Academy throws it in the garbage. Is Where that right? <laughs> Except for Spider-Man 3. No way home. That was that was great. Well, he's done. Did you hear that today? He's he's done making He's Spider-Man. done for now. He's done until Sony picks Pays up the bag yeah, and gives it back true. to him. Um, not a jacket thief, I will say. Maybe a... Uh, a jacket misunderstanding mm, occurred between the two of us yes this past weekend but we got it sorted out and no jackets were harmed in the making I left, of uh, i accidentally so i was actually the thief the unintended jacket thief uh and i thought you had stolen mine but i actually took yours from the wrong place they look very similar so it wasn't my fault yeah classic quilted jacket life and apparently it's your sweaty jacket the one you yeah. use after workout so mm-hmm. enjoy that I thought there was a smell lingering around me today. So if you wouldn't mind like normal. washing that and, or if like for breezing it or taking it to the dry cleaners for like 15 bucks, that'd be great. I think it's best I just throw it out. I think it's sort of had its run. No, I need it back. It's very, <laughs> it's valuable to me. Okay. <laughs> um, so Eric, what is our season coming up and why did we choose it? We're going back to the well here, Will. Um, last year, if you recall, listeners, we did an Oscar bait uh, season as well for the 2020 uh, Oscar season. Um, it's become a custom of ours. This mm-hmm. is, I think, a an easy way to tackle some quality movies and maybe hopefully quality reading materials mm-hmm. um, that we're probably going to be interested in because we follow the Oscars anyway. And so it, it's a, there's a good bit of crossover for us. Yeah. Um, I think we said it last time, but sort of think of like the best adapted award at the Academy Awards as the highest form a lit to lens joint can take. Mm-hmm. So by doing that each year, we're staying current, seeing the new releases, staying at top of the SEO, giving the people <laughs> what they want. You know, there's only so many times we can do movies from the 1960s. So I like you throwing in that SEO acronym. I'm all about the SEO now. Can you tell the people what it stands for? Search engine optimization. Boom. Yeah. Eric, Eric learned you something, folks. There you go. Hit up SEMrush, <laughs> hit up Moz, learn a little bit about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at you. This is what I do for work. Let's get it. There you um, go. <laughs> obviously, like this season compared to past seasons, there's there's less of a thematic link. You know, we can be all over the place. But I do think it, it is interesting to see what movies are getting made during a, a given time, because I think that does ultimately give you some insight in what people are paying for, what people think the audience might want to see and so even if it's not you know movies directed by stanley kubrick there is a little bit of thematic resonance in an oscar season yeah yeah no i totally agree i think you know doing this season makes makes it more relevant as opposed to picking something from the past because there's buzz around it right people are talking about it maybe they don't know it's based on a book you know what i mean or, or a short story or whatever it is so it's good to sort of like capitalize on that this is always a fun literature absolutely this is always a fun season i like it 
And plus, you know, the movies are going to be good. Exactly. So that helps. Yeah. That's (laughs) one of the things about like when we put together our seasons is quality control. Like we don't often like to watch movies that have really bad reviews because that's no fun for us. Yeah. Unless it's, yeah, it could be fun, but typically it's just a slog. So there's got to be some sort of payoff for us, right? It can't just be for the listeners. Yeah, well, we, I think we do this for ourselves. Yeah, I don't think we do it for anybody else. As uh, ourselves, and, ourselves and Saab, the newest sponsor and of the Little Lens podcast. Shout out to Saab. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. <laughs> listen, to the, listen to an upcoming episode and you'll understand that. Um, but, Will, <laughs> yes. let's talk about the episodes that we're doing. We're doing five. Mm-hmm. Um, you've already heard one, listeners. So mm-hmm. no, uh, Or you should have. No spoilers there. But mm-hmm. um, let's run down the list real quick. We'll offer you the IMDb synopsis. And then plus we'll talk a little bit about why we're picking this particular um, book slash film. Mm-hmm. So we start, as we always do, on the Little Lens podcast for the last several months here with Dune. That's right. Number one is Dune. And we did that episode, I believe it was like late November uh, or mid-November. Um, so the IMDb synopsis is the feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel, about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element, the spice in the galaxy. So that is the what, Eric, what is the why? I, I want to say first that some of these IMDb summaries suck. Like I, <laughs> when I was putting them together on this document, like really, they're just not, not good summaries. I wonder who, I wonder if it's like an IMDb person who writes them or it must be somebody from like the studio, right? Like sends them. It must be. It must be. Like a marketing person? Yeah. Like well, the, the lowest level intern in the marketing department. Shout for, out to that intern. You're talking mad shit about him. And you know, your words are seen by millions of people. So that's, that's cool, though. <laughs> um, so why Dune? Dune is, is the lit to lens joint to end all lit to lens joints. We've been hyped about this movie for two years. It finally came out. We knew it would be good. It had a bunch of people in it that we liked. The book is obviously a classic of science fiction. It was just like you had to do it. And I think what we didn't expect and why it fits into this season is that the movie is actually getting some Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've seen it on certainly like lists for best picture, um, but it's also getting some writing credit as well. And I think when you think about like the difficulties of translating an 800 page book into a two and a half hour movie, that's, that's like that's challenging and they did it really really well and they may be rewarded with oscar gold that would be great that would be very cool i feel like science fiction movies don't typically get even nominations i think phil move was um nominated for arrival for directing and i think that was that screenplay was nominated as well um so yeah it's got a good chance it's in the top five to ten via gold derby um so that is good and it's obviously you know it's dune is dune so it's obviously a massive massively successful science fiction novel with a huge fan base obviously lots of hype and build-up was built around this movie it's a massive production so yeah like you said we had to sort of you have to sort of do that right yeah sprawling epic sci-fi tale and i think i misspoke i think i said this was the second time we've done an oscar season it's the third time because That's we right. did Arrival and Fences and uh, what was that Martin Scorsese movie with Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver as like 
Oh, Silence. Silence. Yes. So check out those episodes. That's, mm-hmm. I like that movie, Silence. It's been a while. But so, yes, yeah. third Oscar season. My God, that's been so long. Yeah, those were January 2017. Shout out. That was a good, great time to be alive. It was. <laughs> it was the best time. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this movie, Dune, um, you can mm-hmm. get it on demand. I don't know if it's still playing in theaters, but definitely on demand and quite possibly back on HBO Max mm-hmm. soon. So look out yeah, for Dune so. there. Yep. Yep, look out for that. Um, and if you are interested in reading the book, it's about 800 and so pages. So make sure you block out lots of time to do that. And the movie is like two and a half hours. Yeah, part so one. Dune part, part one, one the two. movie. One of two. So Yeah. Um, all right. So number two is Drive My Car, which is a Japanese film. Uh, and then IMDb synopsis for this one is Yusuke Kofuku is a stage actor and director happily married to his playwright wife. Well, play right wife excuse me then one day she disappears and that's the entire synopsis this is what i'm saying <laughs> this is a three-hour movie that has two sentences on its imdb summary did like no one watch this movie and then write the summary i don't understand it yeah um that's pretty bad it, it doesn't do it justice at all but suffice it to say that this movie is probably a lock to win best foreign film at the oscars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it might actually get some awards in other areas as well um but you know the movie yeah oh go ahead no i was gonna say it's it it is like up there with like the power of the dog and belfast for potentially a best picture um winner so it's it's getting a lot of buzz it's got great critical reception um if you like rotten tomatoes it's 100 percent. yes and if like metacritic it's 90 so nothing to shake a stick at nothing to to uh have a transmission hum for is that car, is i don't know about cars <laughs> i don't have a car um if you have a sob that wouldn't happen so that's true sobs sobs are real quiet yes barely hear them coming yeah they're great um so this movie is based on a uh, relatively recent haruki murakami short story the movie itself is moody it's mysterious it features long stretches of a sob 900 driving through the beautiful Japanese cityscapes and countrysides, um, you know, with COVID and the inability to travel, this movie definitely will take you to all parts of a country that are really cool to look at and mm-hmm. make you a little, give you a little bit of wanderlust. Um, I would say you should absolutely seek it out. It's really good. It's three hours. So make sure you don't drink uh, too much before you go in there. And Yes, I made that mistake. All of the movies in 2021 are basically two and a half hours at least. So for all this time spent at home, we're really putting our our bodies, we're pushing our bodies to the limit to give you this season because all these movies are long. It's interesting. This is a totally separate conversation, but like it's interesting to see like more of these movies are coming out that are like eclipsing three hours, right? Like this one, you you can go back to the Netflix Scorsese movie, The Irishman that was three and a half hours, I think it was. Like, you're getting lots of these movies that are sort of pushing the two and a half hour, like, that's sort of, that used to be, like, the limit, right? It's weird. But, I, I wonder if it's just that, like, no movies get made anymore. Like, I think, you know, there's, like, 45 movies that get released a year. And mm-hmm. because of the scarcity, they're just like, you know what? If you're coming to the movies, fuck it. We'll make it as long as it needs to be. Because that's, you know. I wonder if, like, TV has anything to do with it because people will binge hour-long episodes right for several hours at a time so maybe that has something to do with it it gives 
you know, the director more time to play with the narrative and the characters and stuff. So it makes it, could potentially make it more interesting. I don't know. It's weird. I do think COVID probably like long-term, even short-term changes the length of movies just because like, you know, you're so used to sitting at home and getting up to go to the bathroom when you want to go to the bathroom or get a drink or mm-hmm. what, let, let your dog out and you just hit pause. Yeah. And then you come, you know, you shouldn't, but you do. And then you come back to the movie and you pick it back up and yeah. in the theater, you can't pause. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man, it's been an hour and a half. I need to like stretch my legs or whatever. <laughs> and you just leave. I a little intermission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we didn't really talk about the plot of this movie, but, um, revolves around theater right and mm-hmm. um one man's quest to better understand his wife so mm-hmm. a lot of big themes um fairly interesting we had it we recorded our episode on this yesterday so mm-hmm. the thoughts in our mind are still fresh but we'll save them for the episode yeah yeah we'll point you to the episode uh definitely check that out um and definitely you know if you have time to read it and watch it uh the reading takes less than the watching this is one of the rare occurrences unless you're a really slow reader um, what's the name of the collection it's in again good question um so the collection is called men without women and it was published in the u.s in english in 2017 but in japan in 2014 so yeah it is relatively new um, and if you and, like barack obama it was on his best of 2017 list so that's right that's absolutely right uh and the entire premise of that collection of stories or, sto- or short stories sole solely around you know males losing their partners or whoever it is, like the fem- their female partner. So this is no different. Um, but yeah, so this is, a, this is a great one, and check it out. That should be coming up this week um, on the interwebs. But that was, yeah, that was a great episode we did yesterday. So a right. little, little hype building for that. Yes. You can feel the drum roll, please, for that <laughs> one. Um, all right, well, number three. Number three, the power of the dog. So this IMDb synopsis is a charismatic rancher, Phil Burbank, inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Oh my God. Exposed to the possibility of love. That's actually, I feel like that's decent writing, right? This is a good one. Okay. I'm, a, I'm in on this one. Okay. Um, and you know what I'm also in on is the Western being back. Oh no! The western is back. This they, like Nomadland. No. Um, the harder they fall this year. Did you see that one? Well, no, of course not. Uh, Idris Elba and uh, oh, that's Regina, Netflix. Regina King, yeah, Netflix, Netflix joint. Western's back, man. Um, I can't think of a movie that is more outside of your wheelhouse than this movie, Power of yeah, the Dog. Definitely. Just like long, s- slow story, luscious mountains shot in New Zealand, but we're pretending it's the American West. I hate it. This is a will. This is a will <laughs> joint. Um, we both started reading this book already, um, mm. and it it interest it it zeroes in on what is an interesting like familial di- like dynamic. Um, there's two. There's a set of brothers. One marries a widow, and brings her home to Phil Burbank, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who really not a big fan of hers or anyone else in the world. So <laughs> you can tell there's there's a, a good bit of conflict in there a lot of talent in this movie as well um jane campion is i think probably the front runner for best director mm-hmm. we mentioned benedict cumberbatch um jesse Plemons is in this plus his real life wife or partner kirsten dunce playing a real life or a, a fictional married couple is that and, right 
in this movie. Yeah. Didn't she didn't really. end up marrying Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. That's really too bad. I mean, they were great together. But this movie looks, this movie to me looks, looks cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Might be a little slow for some folks, but at great reviews, another one that I think is probably the front runner for best picture at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have, we should probably mention that the Oscars are on March 27th. Yeah. So there's some time. Like four months. Yeah. Is that right? Three months. Yeah. Three months. Three months and a few days. And who knows what can happen by then? You know, Benedict Cumberbatch could have, you know, Doctor Strange 2 could flop and he could not win Best Actor. It's all about who's the hottest on March 26th. So plenty of time for the campaigns to roll around. We all know it's very political, right? You got to beef up the supporters. Got to get the votes. We'll see. It's very political. This is my um, 2021 movie where you need to not scroll Instagram slash TikTok when you watch it because you're going to be watching it on Netflix. It's going to be slow. You're going to be bored by the mountains. You're going (laughs) to flip open the apps. And I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Put your phone on focus mode. Or just turn it off. Update your phone, put it on focus, (laughs) then turn it off. (laughs) And pay attention. You can focus on something for two straight hours. I promise you, you can, Little Ends listener. I do you, think it... You can do it. You can do it. And I, I think it may be playing in some theaters. I know it's playing here in D.C. at Landmark East Street, but maybe it's it's fairly limited. Um, but obviously Netflix is... Everybody has Netflix these days, so... Way easier. Yeah. If you don't but, want to venture to the theater, you can see it on Netflix. I am interested in seeing this one um, and also reading it because I've, the text I hear is, is... I don't know if it's considered a classic, but it's considered very well-regarded... Um, as well as the movie apparently is is kind of crazy and has a as maybe not a twist ending but a surprising ending that a lot of people have been talking about um and i've sort of avoided the spoilers as much as i can so definitely excited for this one and you were absolutely incorrect about this being up my wheelhouse this is the antithesis of my wheelhouse no outside um, your wheelhouse it is out it is very outside uh and i'm not a big benedict cumberbatch fan but i understand that he is well regarded as a good actor um so and obviously the buzz around this one is is quite quite large especially for him so interested interested. cumberbatch back baby the cumberbitches are back (laughs) we'll get into that next time when we record this yeah and then uh we should mention that we are planning to release this episode in january so we're going to finish reading and then watch it obviously and then record it and then post it so you all can listen to it so look out in January. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendar. Just the whole month. <laughs> the entire month. Exactly. <laughs> All right, number four. Um, Nightmare Alley. So synopsis. An ambitious carny. Is that right? Carney? Yep. Okay, sorry. I'm reading this from <laughs> our Google Doc here. Not sure. An ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Oh, boy. This I don't is a know bad what, one. I don't know what synopsis. to make. I don't know what to make of this movie. Um, great title. Cool cast, yeah. led by mm-hmm. Will's uh, man, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big Bradley Cooper guy. Of course. Um, I like the director, Guillermo del Toro. He's got like a beastly, magical, realist vibe. I feel like you you are kind of like a magical, realist guy. You not dabble. so much yeah like i i've always been interested in it like more in like the literature like um 
Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I have his book on my shelf that I've always wanted to read. It's hundred years of, of solitude. Greatest. Yes, very interested in reading it, and I, I haven't yet, but I'm saving it for the right moment. That's a good book. I read that in college. Is it? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, and that is very much like the quintessential magic, magical realist text, right? Um, and yeah, he does kind of Guillermo del Toro does do a lot of this stuff, a lot of the similar themes, but I actually have not seen many of his movies i've only seen the shape of water i believe i haven't seen pan's labyrinth i haven't seen the what was that battle bots one or whatever it was it was like pacific rim yes wasn't that him yeah and then i haven't didn't he do uh uh what's that uh comic book guy he did with ron perlman didn't he do that hellboy hellboy i think he did hellboy yeah um, and he made a movie called crimson peak with uh Mm. Shoot, Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend and current Loki star. Which one? Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> They're gonna say Jake Gyllenhaal. No. RP. He's, yeah. Is he canceled? Well, he's yet? not. He's not dead. No. <laughs> he's still alive. Um, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know too much about this one. Uh, I know it's got a lot of talent involved, and that's mm-hmm. that's mostly we're trading this one on hype. You know. Yes. It's, it's like a stock that doesn't have value right now, but we are anticipating value. <laughs> And that's why we're. It's like Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing behind it yet, but yes, at some point there will be. Yeah, this is like this is more like buying an NFT. Like you don't know what it is, Mm. but you want it, and the value is right, and you're pretty sure it's going to go up. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I don't. It's probably not a good metaphor because I don't understand what NFTs are, but nobody does. I think that's that's probably yeah. I think it's probably a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so this one has a lot of hype built around it. Um, obviously, it hasn't been released yet, so not a lot has been said about it. Um, although the Rotten Tomatoes I'm looking at right now is 80% Metacritic 70. So not stellar, but still pretty good. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for this one. I mean, Bradley Cooper, I think, is inching closer and closer, right, to his eventual win because he's been nominated like, whatever five or six times now i thought you were gonna say his like final form final well i don't know what possibly that, would be. that possibly that as well um and Guillermo Toro obviously won for the shape of water a couple of years ago so uh the hype around this one is big and it's and it's it's uh probably more of like a standard story i would say that is doesn't seem to have at least according to the trailer and the story uh in general these magical sort of fan- fantasy elements to it. Um, we'll see. It, I think yeah. it. I think it might. Really. Yeah, and they're just hiding it because mm. they know it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, um, definitely excited for this one. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, it bears fruit and is not you know all hype. Speaking of stock, Will has a lot of stock in Bradley Cooper, so he needs it. Yes, to, I do. He needs his movie to pop. I need it. I need him to win, at least be nominated. But a win would be great. We'll see. And that episode, look for that to come out um, in February. But that is in theaters. Win. It's soon, if not already. I think by by Christmas, you should be able to watch this one. Yeah, December seventeenth is what it says. So it's in theaters. In theaters. Oh right, God Almighty, we're almost at Christmas. Excuse me for cursing. Apologies to that's okay. I'm the one that curses on this podcast. (laughs) Um, so yeah, look out for that in February. That episode number five, our last one, 
The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, synopsis, a Scottish lord becomes convicted. I'm sorry, convinced. Excuse me, I can't read very well. A Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. Oof. I think we all know the story of Macbeth, at least have heard of it. Uh, William Shakespeare, if you haven't heard of him, like, I don't don't know what's wrong with you, but we all read him in high school um, and likely college as well. Most famous playwright of all time. And now A24 is doing a black and white rendition of the story. Like a modern, not a modern take, but like a... An A24 take. An A24 take. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. It's like a certain aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, So what is the why? Why are we doing it? Will, what if I told you that the greatest English, English language writer is having one of his plays adapted by one half of the Coen brothers? A play that is arguably his best, which, based on that, is one of the greatest things written in the English language, right? Mm, okay. By the transitive property of talent. It's the best, or second or third. And, lo, it doth star two of our greatest living actors, Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. So, one of the best plays from the best writer, starring and made by some of the best people working in Hollywood today. How does this movie miss? You get, can you explain it to me? How is this movie going to be bad? It, so it won't. It absolutely will not miss. Um, if this was, honestly, if this was made by a different production company than A24, I would, I would not watch this. I would not be interested. But because it's A24 and it's going to be different and they have their aesthetic, right, that I think this is going to be like a home run. I'm all in on this. I'm not a Shakespeare guy. I'm an anti-Shakespeare guy, actually. I think he's a fucking hack. How dare you? record. How dare you? <laughs> and I'm all in, so. And would you describe your hipster aesthetic as, like, an A24 bro? Or, like, is that, like, are we close? Is that close? That's close. I don't think I'm there yet. That's, like, that's pretty far down the hipster line, I think. So it's more a- aspirational for you at this moment. Yeah. So, actually... Little side note, I get like promotional emails from A24 and they have like a really cool shop. Like they have like some very cool like hipster clothing, like t-shirts, dad hats. They they even have like uh, books on the movies, like like a picture, not picture books, but like books with pictures. Like coffee I don't want to call them, books? I don't want to demean them to be called picture books, but they're like cool like supplementary texts. Yeah, yeah. Which are very, very cool. I almost... I almost bought some, but I refrained. So, so you're you're not allowing yourself to be who you eventually like Bradley Cooper, you have a final form that you just haven't evolved into yet. Yeah. It's gotta come with time. I can't push the envelope. That's gotta be natural organic. I can't find my final form at thirty, right? It's gotta be maybe thirty one or thirty two. Thirty is okay. just too young. I gotta live out my my youth, right? Live while you're young. I get it. That's right. Um on the other hand, this is a Shakespeare play that is 400 years old. Uh, that's is been work, it, yeah, I guess worked is. over quite a bit. So will there be meat left on the bone? Who can say? Um, I'm not a, I haven't read a bunch of, I haven't read much of uh, Shakespeare's tragedies. I took a Shakespeare comedy class in college. To be an English major, you had to, you had to take a Shakespeare class. Of course. 
and they taught three versions, tragedy, comedy, or history. And being a, a bit of a comedian myself, I picked the comedies. Good for you. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know much you, about the tragedies. Did you like the class? I mean, I had other priorities in college than reading Shakespeare. <laughs> I definitely I want to go Didn't back to him. I want to go back to him because I, I feel like I missed him quite yeah. a bit. I bought the one of the books here, uh, Macbeth books that come with like supplementary text that like breaks it down like the for, uh, like, dummies like me. Like the modern English yeah. translated text. Yeah. There's just no shot I would read the old English. I feel like I that's what we read in high school. It's like definitely left page was original text, right page was what it is like in the modern world without yeah. it being like too Gen Z like anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the whole point of Shakespeare, right? It's that's why they teach it is because it's like he sort of made his own version of English, right? It, it was old English with his whatever take on it. Yeah, I think he's more he's a little bit more modern, although yeah. he and he. he is responsible for coining a bunch of words. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, as I mentioned, he is the the greatest English, the greatest writer writing in the English language. So, you know, with talent comes responsibility. A one, since day one. And here's a red flag for you: if if anyone you date or just meet socially tells you that whoever wrote all these Shakespeare plays, it had to be more than one person, you should you should run away. That person, that is a red flag. Is that a, a conspiracy theory? Yeah, there, there are people out there who think that more than one person combined to like be William Shakespeare. Oh my god! Don't don't listen to that. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm, I might watch a YouTube video on that later. I think there Let's actually was what... a movie that came out in like 2012, starring one of the Fines brothers. That is like really? about the idea that there was more than one person writing Shakespeare. Interesting. I might have to look it up. Yeah. Now, so this now is, my interest has peaked. So this, this is why I brought this up is because that movie was coming out and one of my English professors, like before a lecture, was just like, just so you know, <laughs> this movie is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. We will stand for no Shakespeare slander in I this class. Like, I feel like the jury's not out yet. And then it's one more thing confirmed. about... One more thing about Macbethwell is, what did mm. we find out? It's the uh, Scottish curse. The Scottish curse. Let the people know what it is. You cannot say Macbeth in a theater. It is, unless? Unless you are, unless it is in the text that you are performing. So unless you're yes. performing Macbeth or uh, a play that I guess mentions Macbeth. Mm-hmm. You can't say the word Macbeth. Yes, that's absolutely in a theater. right. Yeah, it is verboten. Verboten, that's right. Yeah, I wonder if there are actual like horror stories. There must be, right? Or else the curse wouldn't curse would not exist, right? Must be the first time someone was like, "Oh, this play is good, but it's no Macbeth," and then just like the theater burned down, <laughs> just like it just collapses, yeah, right on top of them. Like, God damn it, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, why'd you why'd you say Macbeth? Clearly, that's what caused this. Stupid idiot, Stephen. Yeah, so if you are in a theater and you're not performing or, you know, performing something that says Macbeth within the text don't say your, Macbeth of your play, don't say it. Don't Just don't say it. Please don't say it. Don't fucking say it. Thank you. Have, have I made myself clear? Yeah. This movie comes out um, December 25th in theaters. 
or if you are one of the seven people who pays for Apple TV Plus, you can watch it there on January 14th. Or if you get a new iPhone in the year of our Lord 2021, you probably have free Apple TV Plus. That's true. I'm one of the seven who pays, so. That's a mis- that's Aren't that's a you? Shame. You're one of the seven. No, no, I don't I don't pay for it anymore. Good I had it free for my iPhone. I mean, we're an Apple uh, family, but we're not we're not this crazy. We don't do Apple TV Plus. I had that I had that like over the pandemic they gave out the, the full year or whatever it was. And I had that, and then I got rid of it. I watched the first season of Ted Lasso, and then I got rid of it. I was like, and your life moved anymore. on, you know. Life moved on, and then people were talking about Ted Lasso season two, and I was like, oh shit, FOMO. So I re-upped, and I've I've only watched like the first two episodes in like the past three months. So I've spent whatever it is fifteen dollars for watching two episodes of Ted Lasso. So is it what? worth it? It will be when. It hits January 14th, and you can watch a two-hour version of Macbeth. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I think that's important to note. It's two hours. I would imagine, like, a normal Shakespeare adaptation would be, like, five. I don't oh, know. really? They, I've, if, you thought, if you saw it in the theater, I would think it would be fairly long. There's a famous yeah, version know. of Hamlet that Laurence Olivier did in, like, the 40s, and that's two and a half. And people As were mad play? that it... It was a movie. Mm. It won Best Picture whatever year it came out, like 1943. And people were, people were mad that he cut out so much of the play in the adaptation. So there you go. Shakespeare, Shakespeare people, they are, they are not normal. They will find you and they will, and they will review bomb your movie. Uh, Do you think they're, which is worse? Shakespeare heads or Swifties? Um, that's a great question. I think we'll have to table this for a like further study. Yeah, I don't want to we'll just like research. S- speak now mm-hmm. on behalf of. It's an important. Of, it's an important it's topic. The, it's the question of our time, really. It is. They're going to come after Jake Gyllenhaal. You know? They are after him. Yeah, they are after him. They're running. He's yeah, running. You haven't seen him since. You know, he's hiding. That's true. He, he's been in hiding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool, so look out for that one, and then that episode is likely to come out in March, um, and obviously before the uh, Academy Awards, which will be March 27th, like Eric said before, um, and then yeah, then we'll have a new new season coming up, and we haven't even thought about what that is yet, but if you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet at us, or comment on one of our Instagram posts, or even DM us, you know, shh, we won't tell, um, and yeah, so... Check out our latest episode on Dune. Make sure to rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use, Google, whatever it is. Um, And then follow us on Instagram and Twitter for updates or general museums. And then find us on the blog, littlelensblog.wordpress.com. And what's our most recent episode coming out? Drive My Car. Drive My Car. Stay tuned for that one. It's a three-hour movie and a three-hour podcast episode. So It's not three-hour podcast, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's shorter than Macbeth. It is shorter than Macbeth, but that should be coming out hopefully this week. Um, and yeah, so thank you for listening. And sh- do we want to shout out our supporter for the episode? Our sponsor? Saab. Saab 900, a great mode of transportation um, for everyone who can afford a personal driver and who may be confused by the interweaving streets of Tokyo, Hiroshima, Hokkaido, various cities and towns and islands that make up Japan. 
I didn't know you knew that many. I don't. Those are the only ones that I know. Sapporo <laughs> is an island. Um, it's also a beer. That's made on the island of Sapporo. Is that right? Oh, okay. I've read some Murakami. I've heard <laughs> of the island of Sapporo. Uh, they go to Sapporo and drive my car, so that's why, that's why I know that. That's right, they do. Anyway, and get excited for the Academy Awards because uh, not many people are anymore, except for us, because we're crazy. Yeah, you know, somebody's got to do it, so might, might as, as well be us. Might as well be us. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners, for hanging out. Um, if I don't see you, we'll see you next time. Bye.